Hello and welcome to the Coach Me Vancouver podcast. We're recording live from downtown Vancouver. My name is Nadine Stille, founder of Coach Me Vancouver and delighted you've decided to tune in. Today, you get to experience the first of two live podcast episodes we recorded as part of our live event, Goal Setting Feedback Performance Reviews, How to Succeed in 2020. The event featured a total of five coaches on two panels and a room filled with engaged attendees during one afternoon. In today's episode, you'll hear from our first panel as we're talking all about performance reviews, coaching to give and get feedback with certified life career and executive coach Lux Cuddy, certified career and leadership coach Debbie Jones, both have long-standing successful careers as HR professionals. And we'll also hear from several audience members of the live event who participated in the interactive Q&A session. Here are some of the things you'll learn. Why are performance reviews important and what is their purpose? What are some best practices and expectations? What role does the employee and the leader play in this process? And what happens after a performance review? Together with Lux and Debbie, we created a resource document to help you prepare for your reviews and give you tips on how to get the most of it. The content was part of the event playbook available to attendees of the live event and we refer to it during the recording. To download your complimentary copy of the resource document, simply go to the show notes. Without further ado, enjoy this episode of the Coach Me Vancouver podcast. All client stories mentioned in this podcast have either been approved for use or been altered to not be identifiable. Give a round of applause to Lax Cody and Debbie Jones for this afternoon. Um, we're going to start off this conversation talking about performance reviews, coaching to give and get the feedback that you need. Both of you are very qualified to talk about this topic. Maybe you can uh, introduce yourselves and let us know why you're so passionate about the topic and what you do and all the several things. Do you want to start, Lex? Sure. So, hi, everybody. I'm Lex Cuddy. I'm a human resources professional working in the uh, not-for-profits industry. Been in HR for about 10 years. Feedback is important. It's important for every aspect of your life, specifically for your workplace. You need to know how you're doing. And if you don't get it in the proper way, in the proper format, then you're just walking in the blind. <laughs> you're, you're not, you, you really don't know where you're going. So I'm, I'm very passionate. I tell everybody, always ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. I'm happy to elaborate more on that a bit later. Perfect. Thank you. I'm Debbie. As Nadine said, I am also a human resource professional. I've spent my entire career, which is well over 25 years at this stage, in various aspects of human resources. I'm currently manager of talent management for a legal firm, which just happens to be on the other side of this floor here. <laughs> and I'm passionate about seeing people succeed. I'm passionate about seeing people achieve their goals and particularly in the workplace where we all spend a lot of our time. And feeding off of what Lack said, feedback is very important. And I've seen over the years how performance reviews have changed and see the direction they're going in. So I'm very happy to share my, my knowledge and answer any questions that anyone might have. 
I live here in Vancouver. Um, I'm an avid runner as well. So that's it. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you. And, and you're actually both coaches. Well, <laughs> well yes. That's to right. do. So <laughs> <coaches>. <laughs> Got to make an effort. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> Um, forgot, forgot the important details. <laughs> and you're using coaching as part of your day-to-day -day work, uh, yeah. that approach. Yeah, so I use the coach approach when I'm talking to my employees, my staff. So it's not necessarily a coaching session, but we use coach-like questions to drive the best out of our, our staff. Mm -hmm. But the coaching comes as like on the outside, like you do have coaching oh, yes. clients on the, yeah. on the side as well. I, I do, yes. Yeah. Okay, and it's same with you, Debbie? Yes, I use mm -hmm. coaching at work. I have a couple of people I actually coach. I do coaching in the moment using the questions as and when a situation occurs. Plus, I have some clients on the side as well. Okay, perfect. So tell us why performance reviews are important. I know you started on this already a bit. Like, it's like walking around a bit like blind in the dark. Can you expand on this? Why is I, I can say for, for over the years, the companies I've worked for, when we've done engagement surveys, one of the big things that come up that people want is they want to have their performance reviewed. People want to know how they're doing. They want to know whether they're doing a good job or not and how to change. And the levels of employee engagement really are increased in companies. It's been shown time and again that do have solid performance review processes in place. So it's important both for the company and for the individual employees. Mm -hmm. yeah, and just from what I've seen as well, I come from a sales background. I spent 10 years in sales, so as an employee and not in human resources. And I've been in human resources for 10 years as well, so I've seen both ends. And I've received feedback and been really deflated by it. And then I've given feedback and seen how what I say has so much emphasis as a manager, as a feedback provider. So having seen both sides, it's, it's very important for me to find that balance. Like, how can I provide something that is going to benefit the staff member to succeed, to do better? And like Debbie said, you know, engagement surveys, the number one thing that employees want is feedback. They want to succeed. They're not working for you just for the sake of it. Well, they might be, but hopefully not. They want to do better. Everybody wants to do better. They may not admit it, but they want to do better. And they can only do better if they know that they're doing a good job. And how can they do better than what they're doing now? Companies are changing, so leadership is no longer you do this and you do that. And that's it, and this is your next on your schedule. It's th these are the goals that we need to complete. Get on with it. Let's let's get on with it. Let's do it. You've got you're a specialist. That's why you're employed. Use your knowledge to get on with it, and I will provide you the feedback to to do a better job. Mm. Yeah. Coming back to the, the the part where you said, oh, it, it has changed. It's not just any longer sitting down in a very formal no. meeting on the when we're talking about feedback itself, it's very fluid. It doesn't have to be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. No. And it's not just a once-off thing, right? Performance reviews, many companies have a formal process once a year, twice a year, where it's formalized. But the really good companies have processes in place whereby you are speaking to your supervisor. Or if you are the supervisor, you're speaking to your employees constantly. And it doesn't have to be a formal sit-down session. It could be while you're both grabbing a cup of coffee. It can be when you're walking out of the office for the day. But it's being able to get that into place so that there's trust on both sides that you can have these discussions. Because I often find sometimes 
when you have just an annual review, nobody can remember a full 12 months back. So everything is based on what has happened in that last couple of weeks. So it really is a good idea for companies to do this on an ongoing basis, but often they don't. So hopefully during the course of our chats, we can help you how you as an employee or how you as a supervisor can do things and then summarize everything in your annual process or your twice a year process. More managers and more supervisors are having conversations with their staff on a monthly or a bi-weekly basis, so they keep that relationship going. The relationship between the leader and an employee is changing, like I mentioned earlier, and having that conversation and building that trust is so important now. It's a matter of what, what, what are you finding difficult right now? What, is, what can I, as your leader, help you with? And providing that feedback with whatever the staff member or, or the employee is, is mentioning um, and guiding. Because nowadays with the, with the organizations that we have, the manager or the supervisor is not necessarily a specialist in the person that they're managing. So it's driving that information, like what are you finding difficult? How can I help you? And if you have that conversation every six months, then you're not really doing, you're doing a disservice to your employees. So you need to have that conversation more constantly. Yeah, that was actually my next question on the, <laughs> on the questionnaire. How often should they happen? But it's a, it's a fluid thing, it right? Is. I actually got feedback as a manager. I got a, a feedback out of the survey. Oh, I want more. We want more feedback. And I was like, okay, we're doing it like frequently. You just walk over to someone's desk and mm -hmm. you give a bit of feedback. And it's, it doesn't always have to be a negative thing. Feedback has this negative annotation with it, but it's also just a simple acknowledgement. So I was like, oh, this is great. You can do it all, all year round. And then the feedback was, we don't get enough. And it wasn't specific enough. That's what my learning was. I didn't say, let me give you some feedback on this. So the constant conversations, it wasn't it wasn't clear. So as a, as a new leader, that was a learning opportunity for me yeah. to figure out, hey, this is actually feedback too. It doesn't have to be in a formal one-on-one -on -one session. Even if you have like a session every two weeks, like scheduled in your calendar, that every two weeks you're going to meet up, even if it's for five minutes, just a touch base. That's all you need is a touch base. And that makes the performance review at three months, at six months, at 12 months, so much easier. You have the trust, you're more easily able to have that conversation. And as a manager, you actually know what's going on with your employee. So that feedback is coming from a place of knowing as opposed to a place of, oh, I'm just learning now what you've actually done and what you had difficulty with and what you've accomplished. You don't want to necessarily, as a leader, micromanage and no. just to get everyone, you know, to know what everyone is doing. The year-end review is like a summary, yeah. basically, of what you've I discussed. Yes, ideally it's the summary. And there's no surprises. There shouldn't yeah, be any surprises. Be there's nothing worse than sitting down and being told something. It's like, well, I didn't know. Well, you know. You could have course corrected, you could have changed much earlier in the year. Mm, okay. So going back to the bigger meetings, the performance reviews, what can someone expect out of a performance review meeting? That's a bit more formal. Um, I think a lot of companies have forms these days, whether it's a paper form or it's an online questionnaire with questions that relate to competencies of the job or perhaps the values of the company or the culture. So you have an idea of, of, of how you, what questions are going to be asked and you normally have time to fill those in. But I think you can expect to have 
honest feedback in how you're doing and how you're tracking towards your goals. And it really should be a time where you can say, where would you like to see your career go? Because this is a time to make sure your goals are aligned with a company's goals. Because if they're not, neither side are going to be happy. And you need to figure that out. Well, you know, you want to be a project manager, but the company doesn't need any more project managers. Well, how can we help you still stay engaged in the company? Or maybe that's a goal for two years down the line. So it is an opportunity to be able to voice what you're looking for as well. Yeah. And just going on the back of that, the, you have your own personal goals. What do you as an individual want to develop in your, in your career? How do you want to move forward? Because nobody wants to stay stagnant in their career. Everybody wants to, everybody has a desire to move forward, or you should have. <laughs> so what is your personal goal? Where do you want to develop? But at the same time, how are you going to develop as part of your team and help your team develop towards the company goals? And then how are you going to help as an individual the company reach their goals, regardless of what the company is? Even though it may be a company of a thousand, you're still an individual contributor. So how do you individually contribute? And that's what you should be bringing to the performance review. Your personal goal, your team goal, and your company goal is very important. Okay, so it's not just a one-sided conversation. No. no. The performance review, it's not just your manager giving you, uh, you know, telling you, okay, that's it, and here we go, and Absolutely off to the next not. year. Yeah, it's definitely a two-way conversation, or it should be a two-way conversation, but very definitely it's a time for you to, to voice what you want and the, uh, your supervisor to voice what they want and, and how these can be aligned. Mm. And we should never be like a hermit crab inside our shell. If we're not happy with something as an employee, we need to use that platform, that performance review, which is our one-on-one -on -one personal time with our supervisor and our manager to talk about us. We should use that time to be like, you know, this is what's been happening and this is how it made me feel. How do we move forward? Because it could be that the, the manager doesn't actually know how they're coming across. They don't know what impact they're having on you. And unless you communicate that, they're not going to know. Speaking to somebody earlier about it, unless you have that communication, that spark is not going to be lit. Sounds kind of <laughs> funny, but you need to have that two-way conversation. The manager needs to hear from you what they need to hear, what it is that you need to tell them in order to move forward. So it's a successful relationship for you and your leader, and you can both be successful in, in the work that you do. Mm -hmm. Are there any legal guidelines or best practices in the HR world on how a performance review should ideally be conducted? I don't know of any legal requirements. Unionized environments might have something built into to their collective agreement, but definitely best practices mm -hmm. about how, how you should be monitoring employees' behaviors and performance to help them grow. It should be linked to competencies. It should be linked to the, the job criteria. You're not going to go evaluate somebody on things they don't know. So it should all be open. So in terms of best practices like that, mm -hmm. okay. it's not, not legal requirements. No, no there is no legal requirements, but the practice is evolving. The whole process is evolving. It's constantly evolving from when I joined the workforce 20 years ago to what it is now. 
it's completely different. Before 20 years ago, you were like, yes, boss, no boss, okay, boss, whatever you want, boss. But nowadays, it's, it's a more two-way conversation. Um, it's evolved and it's based on, you know, on your competencies. What is, what is it that you want? What do you want? You're an employee and, and you're still there because you're doing something good for the organization. So, so use it, use it as your platform. Mm. So what can an employee do to prepare for their performance review? I always advise employees to keep a note of what you do during the year. If you're not in a lucky position to have a manager or a supervisor that's going to be talking to you regularly, then I'd say keep notes, almost like a journal. Keep a note of what you do well. Keep all those emails where people say, great job or thanks so much. Keep a folder on your computer. And that way you can then refer back to it when you're putting together how you've done you've thought of an idea or you've implemented something, document all that because then you have all your notes and you're not going to forget anything when it comes to your performance review. And if it's one where you have the questions and you're asked to evaluate yourself, take the time to really think through how you've done and be honest and give yourself time to actually complete that. Don't, don't rush the process. Don't think, oh, it's just another HR thing that needs to be done. Performance reviews should be living, breathing mm -hmm. documents that you're going to constantly refer to. So make sure you take the time and be honest. Shit, the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say it is a living, breathing document. If there is a standard process in place and you have a document to fill and you know you have to fill it out every six months, every 12 months, fill it out. Keep it on, on your desktop. Keep it where, where it's right there. If you've done something, put it there. Most people don't know this, but your personnel files, people think, oh, it's just my hiring documents, if I've been disciplined. But if you've got to know a great client reference or a colleague has said something great about you, have it put in your employee file. So when it comes to the performance review, the manager, the supervisor has access to that and they can see like, oh yeah, okay, this happened, this is great. Everybody has a negative connotation with performance reviews. It's not negative. It doesn't have to be negative. It's positive. It's celebrating that your successes. Mm. I've been there as a from a, a leader perspective, and um, also then you do not want to have surprises. No. Ideally, you would have heard from your employee throughout the year. Hey, look, I've got like this customer was really impressed with what I've done and things like that. And this is where I volunteered extra time at work or where I've done something. You don't want to hear it at the last bit. You know, that was also a very early learning experience <laughs> for me as a leader. Then we started doing exactly what you what you both said. Keep a folder, bring it in for your regular bi-monthly meetings and things like that and go through and celebrate together hey what are you proud of what made you smile this this time around you know where do you need support with those type of things come yeah. up so yeah and it makes it so much easier yeah instead of going through all your emails for the last six months well, that's it otherwise it's going through your emails looking at your calendar and you're trying to figure out what you did and, and mm -hmm. how well you did it. So. Okay. I've obviously just threw in some coaching questions there, but are there any other coaching questions that you could kind of ask that people can ask themselves to prepare themselves for their, for their review? What should they consider? Well, I, I think, and I think we've put some of them in the, in the book, it's, you know, for really sure. ask yourself, you know, what three things have I done well? What haven't I done well? What do I need help with? You know, what, what could I have done better? If I had the chance to redo a project or redo a meeting or redo something, 
how would I do it this time? Mm. I'd also ask yourself as an employee, what works for you? What, what sort of feedback works for you? How do you want to receive that feedback? Maybe your manager doesn't know. So ask yourself, what, what do I want and how do I want to receive it? Do I need something in writing? Do I need something verbally? Do I need a formal meeting? Ask yourself that. For some people, the performance review is just a checkbox. Oh, something I have to do to go through. How do you deal with that if you really want the feedback and your manager just isn't really into it? I think it's really important for you to, to mention to your manager, your supervisor, that you're, why it is important to you. Again, don't be scared of your supervisor. Don't be scared of your manager. They're the manager in just name, but everybody's working for an organization. Everybody's there to make the, the organization successful in their own particular way. If you want the feedback, you have to ask for it. You don't get nothing for nothing. If you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> I tell my kids that all the time. You've got to ask to get. And, and your feedback, it, and I don't know if this is answering your question, but I've been wanting to say for the for last it. few yes. minutes. Go for it. Let it out. Your performance review is your time to acknowledge and praise and, and really live in your success. You know what you've done really well. Your boss may not know because you may have been a part of a group, but you know what you contributed to that group, to that teamwork. You know what you've done, you know what you've achieved, you know how what you've done, how that has been received. And unless you're going to inflate and tell people about it, nobody's going to know. So use that performance review time to, to say, hey, I did this and I'm really proud of it. And I'm really happy about this. And I want to do more of this. Mm. Like, don't be scared of talking about it. Mm. And it doesn't have to come across as like showy no, offy or anything, you don't have to, right? No, 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 no it's very no. like you're not you're not being arrogant by doing that. What you're doing is saying, "I did a good job. I am proud of it, and I want to make sure that you are aware of me having done a good job." Mm. And mm. there is nothing wrong with that. And uh, if I can add to that, you're saying it's being a checkbox exercise. Keep a copy of your review. Yeah. Uh, you're going to talk about goal setting in a minute in the next session. And during the, a performance review, that should be part of it. What are your goals? Keep a copy of that. Keep a copy of the action plans. And really, it's on employees as well to then, not to be forceful or pushy, but just to remind your manager, remember we said I was going to get exposure to this. Or remember you were going to see if I could be mentored by, by this other person. A manager or supervisor generally has quite a big team. So really, they're quite happy. And they, it shows your commitment if you're going to own your career and say, hey, this is what we decided in my review meeting, and I'd like to do this. I'd like to work with this and run with this. For sure. With, you know, workplaces changing in the last um, in the last few years, a lot of us would actually work remotely now. And um, either, you know, we're on our own at, at, at home or the only one from our team in the office. Sometimes you may not actually have seen or met our manager in a long time. So they're in a different location or different time zone altogether. Yeah, what's kind of a best approach if I don't see my manager that often and they might not have an input or an actual view of what I'm doing? I think it's even more critical that you keep your notes, keep your journal, keep your folder, mm -hmm. everything you do and what's going well. And perhaps there's other people that you work with. Perhaps you, you have your direct manager, but you're on a project reporting to somebody else, working with somebody else. 
See if they can give you feedback as well that you can give to your manager. There's nothing stopping you asking other people for their input as well. Good managers will know to do that. They'll know that they're not seeing you on a day-to-day -day basis and will ask other people. But if not, be proactive and ask somebody, hey, can you just you know, give me a few uh, tips and hints of where I've done well, what I need to do differently, where I, where I need some help? And that can all be combined because it's normally your manager on paper, your manager in your org structure is the person responsible for your performance reviews. So take it upon yourself to, to get feedback elsewhere and combine it so that your manager has that when he or she does your review. And it shows real good initiative as well. It does. Um, right? Self-leadership. It shows commitment as well mm -hmm. that, you, that you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to stay with a company. And you're honest enough to know if you need feedback or help, you're asking for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're working at home, it can be very, very lonely and you yes. can feel like you're not a part of a bigger team. Get to know your team and ask that question. Hey, you know, we, we worked on that project together. What could I have done better? Make a note of it. How do you think I could have done better? What could I have done better? How would you have done it? Obviously, everybody's different, but just knowing how somebody else's approach is or what their approach is may help you. And then keep a track of that. And, and like we said, it's using your initiative. You're asking the right questions and then you can bring it to your manager and say, hey, you know, I worked on this project. This is what I found difficult. But then I asked my colleague what they did better or how they approached it or how they thought I did. And I actually didn't do as bad as I thought I did. So that's great news for me. Or maybe they, they said, you know, I could have done this better. And this is how I'm going to change how I work in the future. Mm, okay. So it's communication. Communication yep. is key. Ideally, yes. yes. So, and that's also without any surprises um, no. at the end, right? If there is a surprise and uh, you don't necessarily agree with what your manager and your leader is telling you, and it's now on paper, what's the best practice there or what do you recommend question. Yes. You ask. have to question it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I ask the questions. I'm jumping in because I have nothing else. <laughs> so ask those questions. <laughs> ask, ask the question. If, you're, if you don't agree with what your manager has written, ask the question because the performance review is there for you to learn and develop and grow. So you have to ask the question. If you don't ask the question, you don't know why the manager has that view of you. You don't know why they've written that. You have to ask, okay, you've written that but how do I develop from this? How do we yeah. move on from this? So, so question, there's nothing bad in questioning. If anything, your manager's going to be like, okay, they've really taken this to heart, and they're going to be like, okay, well, this is how I think we can move forward. So it's not only developing your relationship with your manager, but it's also developing you as a person in your career. Mm. Yeah. Does that then automatically mean that, like what the manager says and has written down stays there? Or what's the what's the process from there? Say you talk, it's and then there is the surprise, and turns out there's normally know. notes. I often see them come back to, to HR because that's normally where they're filed with notes. And sometimes sometimes it's an agree to disagree situation. Mm -hmm. But there is make sure you, you ask for specifics or examples. And again, if it's okay, well then next time, how can I get to that next level? How can I get better? In your eyes, you know, I thought I was doing well, and I'm not. So what can I do? Give me tips. Give me hints. How can I, uh, how can m at my next review this be better? Mm. And also just um, at, at the next review, why do you have to wait for your next review? 
why can you not be like, okay, in two weeks, can we touch base and mm. can you give me feedback on how I've done since this feedback? You don't have to wait till your next review. You can set the guidelines. You can put it in your calendar to approach your supervisor, your manager, and say, hey, we had this conversation. I just wanted to do a check-in. How am I doing? What am I doing well? What aren't I doing well? This is what I think I'm doing well. Always talk about how you think you're doing. If your idea of how you're doing is completely different to what your manager thinks you're doing, then more conversations need to be have had, and that's always a good thing. Mm -hmm. So again, all comes down to communication. It's all about communication. Taking what I what I'm also hearing is taking the initiative. Yes. Like yes. it's it's your career. So you have to take responsibility for it and go out there, even if it's difficult. Yeah. But usually practice makes perfect, I guess. Well, it does. The more <laughs> I was like, you had two different yeah. opinions on this. I'd love to hear more. It's like Debbie, maybe you start first. <laughs> no, it, it, it's not easy. But the more you do it, the easier it does become. It becomes one of those habits that you just ask, ask how you're doing. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes it helps getting feedback like on the spot. You don't need to have a, an appointment or something to make it happen. Sometimes when I was still developing and I had to give a, say, a presentation and I wanted to practice a particular aspect of the presentation, I just asked someone I trust who was in the room and it's like, can you, can you just pay attention, maybe take a few notes? I'd really love to get some feedback on how I'm doing on that particular aspect of my presentation. And maybe we can, you can give me some feedback afterwards, right? So it does not always just have to mm -hmm. be from the leader, but as you're yep. learning and go along. And that's a good way to practice as well. No, totally. Going with someone you trust totally, first. Totally. I mean, as a HR professional, I get involved in mediations and it's kind of mm. going away from performance reviews. But even though I'm not a part of a team, I'm a sole HR practitioner. You know, I had this one situation where I did a mediation and it was a difficult situation. But what I did is two weeks later, I went up to you know a few of the people that I had the mediation with or did the mediation for, and I said, so how do you think I did? Even though I was the, the person that was you know running the show there, I still wanted feedback on how I was perceived to have done. And there is no harm. I'm not saying, oh, I'm really uncomfortable, I'm really under confidence. I just want feedback on how I did. And if you don't ask, you don't get. So ask. Because it could be that I, I came across in a certain way and I was completely unaware of it. So I know for the future. Yep. And I, I think asking for feedback is, is critical. Mm -hmm. A lot of managers and supervisors, and I've been guilty of it as well when I've been running teams, is no news is good news. Everything's going well, so you don't get feedback. But people still want to know where they can improve. So really, it's not fishing for compliments. It's not. You really want to do it because you want to grow, because you want to learn. And be specific. What, what do you want? Do you want, is it about your performance? Is it about a particular project? What area? You don't say, hey, give me feedback. You have to be specific and ask your supervisor what, what do you want the feedback on. Be clear in your mind what it is. Mm. And especially if you don't work that closely with that yeah. manager, you maybe want to give them a tiny bit of time as well to yeah. kind of look into it. And so they can give you that specific feedback around yes. it too, right? And it's all about timing. Don't grab your manager when they're heading off to another meeting. Don't grab them when they have a huge report due. <laughs> you don't want to spend more than five minutes chatting, but make sure that the person has got time for you. Yeah. Timing is everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make the appointments. <laughs> make the calendar invitations. Mm -hmm there yeah 
Exactly. Cool. So we're nearly through with that. And um, before we go to the Q&A and get your questions ready, we're, we're ready for you. What happens after a performance review? You just get on with it. <laughs> you keep on asking for feedback. You keep on asking, how am I doing? How, how's it going? You keep that document open. You keep adding to it. You keep your list of achievements, accomplishments. I feel like I did this well. I feel like I did this bad. I could have done this better. I did this really well. Keep it all there. And then when you do have your check-in, you have everything there. So yeah, yeah it's an mm -hmm. ongoing process. It never ends. It's mm -hmm. tracking the goals you've set. Are you tracking towards them? What else do you need? Who do you need to bring in? Who do you need help from? Mm -hmm. What help do you need to, to do well in what you're doing? There's mm -hmm. no harm in asking for help either. Okay, great. I think we're done with the, with the main questions on this. And um, <laughs> yes, so I'd like to open it up to uh, everyone on the floor with some questions. I saw a hand up over there already. I'm going to go in. Hi, what's your name? My name is Yvonne. I just wanted to say thanks, guys. This has been great so far. My question is, what is your opinion on asking for something around a performance review, whether it be money, training? Is that a good time to do it? I've done a good job this year. I would like more money in recognition or I would like some training or I would like. Is this a good time to ask? Excellent question. In, in short, yes. <laughs> but have, have your plan. Yeah. What training do you want? How is it going to help you? And how is it going to help the company? I do find a lot of people just say, well, the company has a training budget, therefore I need to do all of this training. No, the training has to be in line with what the company needs to. So make sure if there is training you want, what's your business plan? Why would it help the company and you? to do the training. So yes, it's all part and parcel, you're discussing your goals. In terms of asking for more money, always a tough one, but know your worth, know your market, and ask, are you always gonna get what you want? No, but if you have a good idea of what you've done and where you're going, there is no harm in using that performance review to, to voice that and you know, to say, you know, I feel I'm worthless on the market, this is what I feel. But so do your, do your research. Don't go in and say, I want this training or I, I need more money. Make sure you have your case to do it. And it's never any harm asking. Mm. Ditto to everything Debbie said. That is exactly what I would have said. But one, one piece of warning is always remember what the job that you've applied for and the job that you're, you've been hired to do. If you're asking for training to do somebody else's job, then unless you have a plan and there's a succession plan. succession plan and you're part of that succession plan, then don't ask for training or you shouldn't or you should have a very open conversation about why you're asking for training to do somebody else's job. Mm -hmm. And also for money, if you're doing what you're expected to do for your role, then why are you asking for more money? So be very, very clear in your mind as to why you're asking for more money. And can you expect a decision right there and then? Or what? where should it, is it just to kind of plant this heat at, uh, at this stage? Or what's the, what can you usually expect? Managers, most cases, will probably say, well, thanks for the information, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. So you, you, you can't expect a manager or a supervisor in a meeting like that suddenly to have answers. They've got to look at the whole team and budgets and, and work with HR as well. 
Mm-hmm. And, and also, if you're part of a union, then there's certain language, collective agreement language, mm-hmm. that stops the higher wages because you get the annual wage mm-hmm. increases. Okay. So yeah, you have to be very aware of collective mm-hmm. agreement language. And also, if there is a performance review in place, then they normally have scales. So how you've been rated will determine how much of a pay raise, if any, you get. Even more so important that if you don't agree with something, that to bring it up totally. and to be prepared and really, you know, showcase what mm-hmm. you've done yeah. um, for the company. But to wiggle it all down, yes, definitely ask, because the, your your slogan is if you don't ask, you don't get. You don't get. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. Does that answer your question, Yvonne? Perfect. Best of success with that. Hi. Can you just state your name again? My name is Amy. Nice to meet you all. And uh, thanks for all the lessons that you just taught us. So in my company, the feedback, um, six months to a year feedback, which is very general, like, oh, you did good in this. I don't think you have much information in this. And there's very not detailed feedback for me to do, like what training you want me to go on or uh, what I need to do. So I get the feedback, but I actually don't know what to improve. So to deal with that, to get more feedback, what should I do? Thank you, Amy. Yeah, so have that open communication with her. Say, you know, this is great that I'm getting this six-month, 12-month review, but I need more. What what, what do you need that is more? Have a, have a plan. Like, what is it that you want out of that relationship, out of that feedback? Ask, have a plan. How do you want to meet her every month? Do you, do you know what sort of training you want? How do you want that training? Do you want it in person? Do you want it from her? Do you want it from a different area? Like be very specific, be very clear about what sort of training you want. Be very clear about the type of feedback you want. What works for you? Let her know. If you don't know, then, then she doesn't know that you're not getting what you need. To add to that, I think sometimes managers are very weary. They don't want to micromanage you. Yeah. They've hired you because you've got good skills, good background. And so you're doing a good job and it's, well, that's what we hired you to do. So some managers are, are weary that they don't want to keep giving you feedback because they worry it's micromanaging. So take the opportunity. And as Max said, you ask for it because you're showing that that's what you want. Does that answer your question, Amy? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, anyone else with questions? Okay. Yep. Hi, can you just say your name again? My name's Ray. Performance reviews are happening for us in January, and as a manager, I am I have this one employee that isn't necessarily going to get the greatest review. How do I present that without making it the employee feeling like it's personal? That I have something against the employee rather than the actual performance itself. I would say make sure you you stick to the facts. Stick to the job, the task, the performance, and make sure you have all the information so that you're not, and you can say, you know, this is not personal, but I have observed this, or I've been told this, or this is the outcome, and it's job-related. And then more importantly, what are you as the manager going to do to help this person get to the level that you want them to be at? And it might, it doesn't all have to be on you. You might say, I'm going to let you sort of mentor with this person to help you here or you might need to go on this in-house or or training or external training. So have the facts and make sure you also say something good too about their performance so it's not all negative. People need to grow from the 
don't want to call it negative feedback, I want to call it constructive, constructive feedback. Yeah. Thank you. But they need it. But so make sure you say something good too. I have this question on my board at work, which is this is what you do great, but how I think you can accomplish this is by doing this. So you're starting with the good, like Debbie said. You have to have something good, a good nugget. Everybody needs something good to hear. And then you're not actually saying you're doing this badly, but this is how you can do it better. So maybe rephrase it. You don't have to say, oh, you're doing this really badly. But you know, you're doing this task, and I think this is how you can do it better. There's an opportunity in that, a it's, learning it's always, growth everything, opportunity. Yeah, there is always an opportunity. So you're not negating what they're doing because they're trying in the best way that they know, but you're just helping them, you're just mentoring them, you're coaching them into doing something better, into doing it in a, in a better way. Reminds me a bit of something that I've learned a while ago, it's called the feedback sandwich. Have you heard of that? Yes. Say something good, then something, the constructive feedback, mm -hmm. and then the good. But I would say be careful, mm -hmm. because if you say too much good stuff, The stuff in the middle, which is what you want them to learn from and to grow from, is going to get lost in it with everything else. So say something good and end on a good note. But don't have the conversation so full of the real good stuff that where you want them to grow is missed. So, yes. When I first learned this as a manager, I used to do this. I used to rely on this for a bit. And uh, at some stage, the uh, one of the, the team members I had to give constructive feedback to, she's like, oh, Can you just stop this? Give it to me straight. It's like, just <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> I was like, okay, great. And that was feedback that I needed as a leader as well. What's the co uh, communication style of the person in front of you, right? And anticipate how they might react. Some people are actually really cool and they see it themselves as a learning opportunity. Others get maybe emotional or it doesn't sink in. It just does not sink in that there's something that they need to work on. So I was like, have a have a plan on you know, how, how this person might perceive it and then act accordingly. But if there's someone who's like, just give it to me straight. Okay. <laughs> then give it to them straight. Give yep. it to them straight. <laughs> what I will also add, if, if there's like, for example, if it's sales, I don't know what your industry is, but if it's in sales, for example, and the person is not meeting their targets and that's why the performance review is not going to be as good. Hey, you're really good at getting on the phone and you're really great at the account management at this and that. But you know, you're still not hitting your targets. What do you think you can do better? You're, you're a leader, you're a manager, right? You're a supervisor. With supervisors, managers, we're all moving towards a coach approach. You don't have to be a certified coach to be using the coach approach. It's asking them, you're a specialist, you know the product, you know what you're selling, you know what you're doing. How do you think you can do better? How can I help you as your supervisors to do better? So you're not totally knocking them off their pedestal and saying you're doing a really bad job, but you're acknowledging that they could do better. So ask them, how can you do better? How do you think you can do better? What help can I provide you to do better? So it's, it's a really productive conversation as opposed to being like, and I'm pointing my finger down now. Yes. <laughs> for the podcast. For the, for the podcast, yes. Perfect. Thank you. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. A bit of a round of, uh, round of applause for your, you know, <laughs> high fives. <laughs> With all this information about performance reviews and feedback, we absolutely believe in you to ace your meetings and set yourself up for amazing things this year. 
Don't forget to head over to our show notes to get your copy of the resource document I mentioned earlier and to book a free initial coaching session with either Certified Career and Leadership Coach Debbie Jones or Certified Life Career and Executive Coach Lux Cuddy. Next up will be our second live event recording and we'll be talking about goal setting. Take charge of your 2020 success. Thank you for tuning in. Stay curious.